0: Hi, welcome to LSAT Boss. I'm your host, Shauna Ginsberg, and with me is the incomparable Miss Claudia Ryan.
1: Hey, guys.
0: How have you been doing, Claudia? I have not seen you in, gosh, a corona minute.
1: Because I couldn't take it
0: anymore. And this is a podcast, so nobody can see the look of absolute drain on your face. Hard and exhausting. (laughs) Well, I am not
1: a teacher, and uh, I am absolutely not a second-grade teacher, so at the end of the year conference, I begged them to take my child back. It was tough i certainly hope i don't have to homeschool him and go to law school online next year
0: and is that official is your school already saying everybody will start the fall semester with remote classes they
1: have not said anything yet they're the end of june early july is when they're planning on making a decision so we'll see
0: yeah, we will. I mean, in the test prep world, every single day is a is a journey. I was preparing students for the ACT, and three days before they were scheduled to take it this Saturday, they just get an email that the class, the, the test is just canceled. Just canceled. Can you imagine prepping for the LSAT to be told, oh wait, nope, let's remember everybody in May who got <laughs> told right before their test that it got canceled. That's really hard to prepare for something, and then it doesn't happen. But all this work into it, all this hard work. i it's just incredibly hard on the psyche, you know, preparing for a big game and then it gets rained out. You turn around, you blink, there's another L set right around the corner. So if something should happen and you can't test when you need to, or maybe you're preparing your accommodations paperwork, but you can't get in touch with the doctor because they don't meet with people with telehealth appointments right now, and you're really jammed up, well, hopefully there's another test right around the corner and you know, we don't usually, at the beginning of a lesson, before I even say what we're working on, which by the way is role questions today, we don't usually start with a MythBuster this early, but by golly, Claudia, you know it's been a minute. We've been away on hiatus for so long, prepping all these other platforms and recordings and webinars. Why well, don't we just bust a myth right out the gate? Let's huh? do it. Okay. Myth. The LSAT's the only test that you can take to submit to your law schools, so that they have a standardized test score that they can consider and evaluate with your application package. Long sentence, but that's the myth. Is the LSAT the only test you can take to submit with Ooh. your LSAT or your law school admission package? And I I apologize. Olive is clearly voicing the answer before everybody else can. Claudia, um, did you know? I was going to say you, no. That's
1: yeah, negative.
0: Was there another test available for you when you took it way back in the day?
1: Make me sound so old. It was a uh, long time ago. Was- Barely becoming available for, or like, the GRE was widely
0: available. God, what but year was, was that? 2019?
1: Yeah, but Jeez. it was not so widely used as it is now, I think.
0: You know, I am hearing it more and more now. Like, in the last month, I've been hearing it more and more because students that are very low in a particular section of the LSAT, they start to take a look at the GRE as a potential, especially if, say, your reading comprehension is like really slow. We've already got accommodations and you're still struggling to get to all of it. you got this really, really low score, but for some reason... The reading comp passages, the way they ask the questions in GRE, you take a practice test, you realize, oh, I'm actually scoring pretty well, you know, ends up being another good possibility. The reason why it could be an especially good possibility for people is if you keep studying for the LSAT and you find yourself really up against a time constraint, like there's only four, six weeks left and you just got back your LSAT score and it's not what you expected. Well, take the GRE. They give the tests all the time. There's a reading and a writing component. The math section covers. Arithmetic, algebra, data and statistics, and geometry. It's a really different test. If you were really good at math, it might be a good test for you. So, yeah, there is another test out there. It's called the GRE. I'm working with a couple people right now who understand hey, if I don't get the score I'm looking for in June, I got to try the GRE. It's my last chance before I submit my application for fall 2020. Because some people are still applying for fall 2020, believe it or not. 2019 seems so long ago, and yet this is the same cohort.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. 2019 seems like a long time ago, yeah. and I'm really happy to not be doing any of that and be in law school.
0: Again, this is a podcast, so what you all can't see on Claudia's face <laughs> is sheer relief. Joy.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's talk about some stuff, some actual smart stuff here. We're going to talk about role questions today. Not the hardest thing on this test. We've already talked about Conclusions and premises in great detail. So, role questions are straight up asking what was the purpose of that particular phrase. The you know the the question will identify a particular phrase, and it'll say you know what? Why did they write that? What was he doing there? Was he reaching a conclusion with that statement? Was it a claim? That's a conclusion. Was it evidence in support of a conclusion? And is it ever going to be that easy? Are we just going to see a bunch of answer choices that say it's the conclusion or it's the premise? Well. That's where role questions get hard. It's not that you already don't know how to identify conclusion and reason and support. You do. You've been listening to this podcast. You've been listening to Claudia. Claudia, as you know, loved studying for the LSAT. It was my favorite
1: part of my day. I say
0: that with absolutely no sincerity. Those of you that are listening, I want you to know there's an ounce of sincerity. I can see it creeping up. It's like, like on the left side. You could be right. I don't know anymore. You look so like you're already in law student mode. It's really cool. When we started this podcast, you were just like, ding dong, the witch is dead. I'm done with LSAT. But now you're like, oh shoot, this is like real. This is so over. I'm so ready for next step. I know. Kind of terrifying though. Oh, you'll be great. We'll come back with a new podcast and it'll be Drowning with Claudia.
1: School oh, adventures, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drowning with Claudia and a picture of you underwater. <laughs>
1: Venture, like yesterday's and the days before that, Claudia cries in the law library.
0: All right, so let's talk about how we're going to analyze these role questions. The easiest thing to do is to analyze them by the type of inductive argument that they are, so causal, abductive, data sampling analogy. Those are the words we usually use to describe them. So when you read an argument, you want to, and it's a role question, you want to be reading it for the purpose of, one, identifying the conclusion, but two, identifying what argument type it is. If two things are being compared, you don't want to be looking at it as if it's a cause effect argument. You know why? You're going to end up thinking that one thing led to another. One thing resulted in another. And if I'm saying my mom should bake me brownies on Friday for having a good day at work because Claudia's mom baked her brownies and Claudia and I are both doing the same podcast. Okay, so not the best argument in the world. Um, I don't think we're either one of us are going to get brownies out of this, but I will tell you that I did bake some really amazing butter cookies, and I put a chocolate filling, and they, they're kind of like chessmen meets Milano, if you will. Chocolate
1: filling? And you yeah. haven't mailed me any or anything?
0: Yeah, no, I definitely, I didn't mail you any at all. In fact, our friend Ali is about to knock at the door and join us, and I baked them for him. Please stand by.
2: Find these cookies, I want to let you know how they taste.
0: That's right, you can hear us. Uh, we are back with... Ali Chima, eating a butter cookie with a chocolate filling that I did not make for Claudia. Hi, Ali. Thanks for joining us. Well,
2: thank you for having me. And I must say, these cookies are really delicious. I, I haven't eaten anything today, so this is like, this hits the spot.
0: I love everything you're saying about the cookies. I don't like anything you're saying about not having eaten today.
2: Hmm. Well, the reason behind that is because I don't normally eat breakfast. So whenever I wake up from, the, from that window until I eat, it's about a good five or six hours. Wait. So this is like a little light snack, but it will keep me going. Perfect. So it's like a, a good boost that I need.
0: Did you hear that, Claudia? He's having a good boost that he needs. I'm
1: gonna come over there. I'm gonna steal that cookie
2: right <laughs> out of your hand. I'll no, in order for you to do that, you physically gotta come here, and you can take one. You don't even have to. You don't even have to uh, assault me for it. You can just take it.
0: Look at that! That is so generous. What a—it's a lose-lose. Everybody walks away, away a little uh-huh. bit. of the
1: fun that takes all of the fun out of me stealing the cookie from you.
2: Well, you're gonna get the fun once you put the cookie in your mouth.
1: And then I'm still gonna punch you. How
2: about <laughs> that?
1: <laughs> all right. I take the cookie. You hand
2: me the cookie. <laughs> all right. I'll punch so you. If that if that makes your day a little better, then sure, go ahead. Aww.
0: Isn't okay. he the best? Hey, if assault makes you feel better. That's what Ali is here for. Those of you just tuning in,
2: (laughs) the world needs more Ali.
0: Not the first time Ali and Claudia have met. Also, Ali is a good six feet away from me. We are not violating any health laws here in the state of Maryland. And Claudia refused to come into the studio. So she is recording live from where are you? What town are you in? Reister's Town. Reister's Town near Baltimore. Shout out to everybody that's listening from that area. Let's talk about some jargon here. We're working on roles, and Ali and Claudia are both former LSAT students and love to come hang out and talk about LSAT after the fact. Although Ali did not know we were recording, I did not tell him on purpose. I lured him here with cookies. And mm-hmm. so he's walked into the studio. Thank you both for mandatorily joining me today. <laughs> Let's continue with the lesson. Or we were talking about an argument that said that Claudia and I we host a, a podcast together, mm-hmm. and Claudia's mom baked her brownies, mm. uh, uh, but baked her brownies on Friday for doing a good job. So, therefore, my mom should make me brownies for okay. doing a good job, too. So, Ali, not to put you on the spot, but mm-hmm. I totally am for the second time in the last okay. 10 minutes. No worries. What kind of argument is this? I'll give you options. Give me options. Causal,
2: mm-hmm.
0: analogy, data sampling.
2: Definitely not data sampling. It's
0: definitely not data sampling. Uh, I have
2: no study. I don't have a, this a sample. Is, this is both. It's like an integration argument. It's like a causal and the analogy. Ooh, did everybody
0: hear that? An integration argument. Now, I haven't taught that to you before, but you need to understand, Ali is already going to be headed to law school, so he's he's just a little bit ahead of all of us. <laughs> so with that, let's listen to Ali explain why this is
2: two rolled into one. Well, for one, it's because Claudia's mom baked her brownies, therefore my mom should. So because Claudia's mom, the reason, so the cause is because Claudia's mom's, therefore make me brownies. For one, that's a causal cause well and effect. Compare uh, analogy argument because Claudia Claudia is a different person and you're comparing yourself to what has happened with Claudia over the weekend, and therefore you're re- uh, jumping to a con- conclusion that I should also get brownies too.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely com- not. You got cookies. You get nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's it's this brownie for, argument. For, the, for it's- the sake of the bar- uh, argument, you're <laughs> talking about brownies, um, but. No. Well, if, if that was the case, then you should have definitely made the argument about cookies.
0: I think I think you're gonna have to hold your um your your statement, Claudia, for the weakening lesson, which we'll right. be headed into later this summer. <laughs> but you... for now, he is definitely properly identifying this as an analogy, whether you like it or not. I too am entitled to brownies and Claudia, you're only with the brownies. There's no cookie in this mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. You're conflating reality and fantasy.
1: I'm gonna
0: come
2: over there
1: and I'm
2: gonna steal your metaphorical, alleged <laughs> cosmic brownies, okay, Ellie? Stealing all of it. <laughs> well, Claudia, um, so gonna you know stay on track with the lesson, but mm-hmm. um, that's how it becomes an analogous analogous and a causal argument. As far as argument goes, this is a mixture of both.
0: Now, if you ask me, what role is played by Claudia's mom baked her brownies? Mm-hmm. Well, that's just I. I could go to this chart that I have in my lesson here when i'm in analogy and i'm reading something that's not the conclusion because the right. conclusion is that i get the brownies right, right? right so that ends up becoming the basis
2: the premise right right right
0: and in the answer to to it, yourself <laughs> so the difference between the premise and conclusion for this analogy or argument by analogy is the premise is the basis for the comparison right. basis base foundation but the conclusion is what kind of draws the mm-hmm. analogy. By the time you get it all wrapped up, right? So there's one part that's the basis. Claudia is our basis. Right. But I, my brownies, are yep. the analogy drawn. Yep. If we were dealing with a different argument type, like causal, we're gonna see different jargon in the answer choices. If I say every time I put butter, flour, sugar, vanilla, and eggs together, I make butter cookies. Mm-hmm since I put all of those ingredients in a bowl, I can expect that I've made butter cookies. Mm-hmm. So if I say I put all the ingredients in the bowl, what role does that play in my argument? Well, like I said at the beginning of today's lesson, when you're reading an argument, you're reading to locate the conclusion right off the gate. You're also reading to identify the argument type. Mm-hmm. Here, very very strongly, it's a causal argument. Right. The conclusion, is definitely at the end of all of this, Absolutely. right? That right. I'm making a, I'm probably making a cake, right? So the part about I put all the stuff in the bowl, we're not going to circle an answer choice that calls that the effect. The effect is not I put the stuff in the bowl, but no. right? the effect is that I... The effect is that you make the cookie. Right, right. right. It actually got made. So, that means that the other words that I would use to describe the premise would be like cause. Mm-hmm,
2: absolutely. So, the cause is the premises and the effect mm-hmm. is a conclusion.
0: Grounds. Grounds. Right? Yeah, you could right, right. say grounds. Right, right. You could say grounds too. Because we're really just putting ingredients together. That's certainly not the result or the effect. So, as you are tackling these questions for homework, and if you download our lesson notes, you'll see that there's homework at the end. There's quite a few role questions. And I would say there's usually about well, maybe between two to four role questions for each for each test, and that's spread across both sections. So beyond dealing with that particular jargon, the only things that make role role difficult is that when you're looking at the questions, them excuse me, when you're looking at the answer choices themselves, they often contain words that you've seen so many times but you forgot what their definitions are. For example, let's say I contacted a paleontologist who said that there was significant evidence that a T-Rex population had lived in Colorado thousands and thousands of years ago. Therefore, it's likely that uh, because this guy is is the best in his field, that there probably were T-Rex there. And if I asked you what role was played by the statement that I spoke with a paleontologist and he said that, That's an appeal to authority. Mm -hmm. If I had spoken to Ali and Ali had said all of that and then I reached the conclusion about T-Rex were probably in Colorado, that's not an appeal.
1: him cookies.
0: Ali is not an appeal to authority because that's an appeal to a friend. So an authority, I put the definition in the lesson here, it's a person with extensive or specialized knowledge about a subject, an expert. Not to say Ali isn't an expert in certain things, but he's not an expert in this Area And so therefore, we would eliminate an answer choice that used a word like that. There's plenty of other words that we take for granted, like theory, hypothesis, evidence, observation. But what I've done is I took this glossary of terms of most of the words in here, and I went ahead and I put them in this chart so that you could just see, here are all the words that look like premise jargon for causal, here are all the words that look like premise jargon for data, and so on and so forth. So I recommend that you tackle the homework Before we go, though, we should probably do another myth buster, don't you think?
1: Yes. Bust a myth, Shauna.
0: Well, let's do it. Myth. Executive functioning in and of itself is a disability.
1: Nope, that's wrong. I can tell you that for a fact.
0: Please explain to all of us, because a lot of people that listen to us might actually struggle with something called executive functioning disorder or challenges with executive functioning and think that that could be a basis to get extra time on a test. But that in and of itself isn't enough. Why is that, the great Claudia? The appeal to authority right now.
1: (laughs) Executive functioning issues are a symptom of ADHD or ADD. It's not in and of itself a distinct diagnosis.
0: So what would you do if you were struggling with executive functioning, which for those of you that don't know what that is, what what would you say are like two or three telltale signs that you might be struggling with executive functioning?
1: Well, a lot of it is forgetting to do stuff. Like you have every intention of cleaning your room and then you forget to do it. And then you can just sort of forget about it, even though you walk through your own bedroom every day of your life. Or you can sit down to write a paper and spend 45 minutes writing and rewriting a sentence. You can have all of your homework next to you, and then still forget to do certain pages or certain things. It's disorganization. It's not the part of your brain that plans how to do things. It's just sort of on vacation. Maybe Mm. it's playing golf with the president. You don't really, it's not really doing its job. And uh, so you need both a formal diagnosis and both specific strategies, maybe medication that help you Focus your brain and learn good habits.
0: Those are really good examples of when our executive and think about the executive like the executive branch. I think it's great that you mentioned Donald Trump, frankly, because you're literally saying, (laughs) My executive is on recess with the executive. I mean, that's what it is. It's the chief, it's the one in control, it's your great decision maker. And Some people, their decision maker only goes one or two steps in on a three or four step question and they don't. Or it skips Mm -hmm.
1: from the first to the last step or starts at the first or fourth step and goes to the second or it jumps around.
0: Yeah. Sometimes. All sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. And sometimes we know that we're hopscotching over two and three to get to four, but sometimes we're not aware that we do it until afterwards. And then we call ourselves all sorts of names, which don't help matters when in reality what might be happening is um, a diagnosis might be in order some additional learning and reading tools might be helpful. I've working with one student who night and day just using a note card, so that his brain doesn't allow him to process words below the line that he's reading. It has blocked out so much extra stimulation for him that he's been able to continue through his steps. Pay, pay attention to the steps that work for you. Pay attention. If you realize you keep ignoring the same kinds of steps, you can hear Claudia is very well aware of the type of scenarios that can be challenging. And again, we are on podcast day, so you cannot see her. But Claudia is being absolutely matter of fact. Like she's just given a lecture on this is what it, this is a day in the life of executive functioning.
1: It's a mess, guys.
0: Well, I think we're going to end there today. We have more cookies to eat. So I really want to let Claudia go so that we can get back to the eating part of our day. Fine. That's going to be it for us. We'll be back next time. To talk about reasoning questions, which are a lot like role questions, just all smushed together, like one role after the next, after the next creates a big reasoning question. I'm going to get going before this death stare that Claudia is giving me gets any worse. Thank you so much for joining us today. Head to our website so you can download any episode notes. Take a look at the webinars that we've recorded that are also available for download. You can go through our complete logical reasoning curriculum now we have 22 recorded webinars from the series that i just concluded over the last three months i apologize that i've been on hiatus doing that but it's great stuff and people seem to be really enjoying it so stay tuned for more podcasts more recordings more claudia and more desserts if anybody wants
1: to bake me cookies just let me know
0: goodbye we'll see you next time bye everyone Away birds and bees fly through the trees, right by you, you by me,
2: everything.